0: Are you ready for an open discussion with the best of the best and the best of what's next? Welcome to the Tony D'Urso Show. Join in on a great conversation today with some of the world's great influencers as they showcase great advice and techniques that made them the game changers they are today. Now here's Tony What's Welcome. Thanks for
1: joining in with us today. Now, I like to think that you're like me, and I know I've said this before, but you know, I think I've made too many mistakes in my business career. And you know, each time in my failures, I uncovered a blind spot that was surprising. You know, I thought I was pretty good. And then something really catastrophic happens, a failure, which is catastrophic. And I'm going, how did this happen? Oh, you know, and then I would think, will it ever end? You know, I try this, I try this, I try that. I think a lot of us are in the try this, try that. Remember back in, when was it the eighties or so people would say, throw it on the wall, see if it sticks, not a good philosophy. (laughs) I can, I can tell you that. And you know, I ask myself, when can I just rock on and boom my business? And of course, as you know, having a failure brings on so much stress. So how do we get past that? And how do we activate our superpower? Well, as you know, I've been interviewing people at the top of their category, whom I call elite entrepreneurs. And I've been doing this for years. And in today's interview, we're going to help give you that edge that elite edge to success. We're going to talk about radical performance acceleration with Wiley McGraw. And while we're at it, this is all about helping you and your friends. That's super important. We're going to help you guys turn your vision into reality, and we want to help you get very successful at growing your business to a high sustainable level. And in fact, we're going to help turn you into an elite entrepreneur meet Wiley McGraw. He's a former star athlete a competitive bull rider, and a three-tour combat veteran. He's the secret weapon for the highly successful, and his work is the proverbial Navy SEAL training. I think that says it all. Let's get into it. Hi, Wiley. Welcome to the Tony Dierso Show. Tony, I appreciate you having me today, brother. Thank you. The honor is mine, and we're all looking forward to getting our business to grow through Radical performance acceleration and I've got so many questions about that like why is it radical etc but first things first Wiley, how did it all start for you what's your backstory mm-hmm. my backstory
0: in its own right is quite radical uh, I was born into a sports family um, so I didn't really have the choice to choose where I really wanted to start my life out so that was given to me by my father, a semi-pro ball player I grew up around professional athletes like Rod Carew and Bo Jackson, et cetera. And at a young age of three, they recognized the talent that I had and thrown a ball. And by five years old, I was on the mountain t ball. And it just cascaded from there where baseball became the sole focus of my talent and the push for perfectionism that I started to experience as an athlete, being a star pitcher, um, was great for a short period of time, but the, I would say, stress and chaos that accompany that in-family dynamics added to the pressures of the expectations that were placed upon me as this athlete to be perfect at everything I did when I took the mound, to always be the star, to always show up, to make my father proud, to make him feel like he's accomplished something. And I recognized, as I got older, the radical negativity that was affecting my ability to stay focused on baseball itself. I started to find my mind, Tony, fracturing around who was I? What did I really want to actually be doing for myself as a young man? And was baseball truly the path that I felt would be appropriate for my life? And when those questions started to come about, I started to rebel. I started to pull away and seek out more radical, holistic environments and challenges so that I can actually experience Wiley for the first time. And that's why I started to pull away from this hyper-focused baseball skill world in my family and my dad's incessant push to be perfect and to do what he tells me to do, to be trained by the pros that he is paying for and having around me because of his relationships. And I found myself landing in the world of bull riding, rodeo. You want to talk about an extreme radical environment of challenges. That is where I found this new Ignition of my own fire within that I'd been waiting to really connect to that was not being introduced to me as a baseball player. So I moved from some stressful, radical environment of that hyper focused skill to this more holistic world of unknowns that forced me to start showing up in different ways. And I talk about it all the time with people that it was there in that world of rodeo that I actually recognized that the only way I'm going to grow and shift and stretch my capacity to be a man and to be who I wanted to be was to face these arduous challenges of unknowns. The fears that rise up when you're faced with those things are so powerful for your growth that most often people tend to avoid that feeling because it's uncomfortable. And I got excited, excited about riding bulls every week getting around the pros that coached me, that mentored me, that pushed me beyond my limits that made me face fear where I, times I would enter in, in rodeos, jackpots, I would throw up behind the chutes, getting my rope ready. I would be scared, but I always found myself holistically connecting to my intuition, my emotions, my mental capacity, my physicality. And I became present every single time. And every time I got better at that, my rides got better, my performance improved. And that turned me on to the world that, the scariest challenges that we face in life are actually the only place that we really grow the way we want to. And then what left me seeking more was where else can I go to expand this capacity more? And that's where the United States military basically came knocking on my door because, well, my father wasn't happy. I was a bull rider, you know, it's, but at the same time, I just needed more challenge. I needed to go explore life. So the military was the next best calling for me. And from there, I got excited about what I could become. And in the throes of war, I truly recognized an innate gift that I actually was born with that I couldn't recognize at a young age where I had the ability to see blind spots in not only my own performance, but in others as well, be able to expose them pretty quickly, surely by my presence and my focus and commitment to leadership. And then from that point, after I spent six years and three tours, with the 101st Airborne Division as a combat infantry leader, I got out to pursue more of that self mastery, bettering who I was, and then wanting to build something for myself where I would take my skills, my gifts uh, as this eruptor, as this accelerator, and support those that are out in the world making an impact as well. So that's essentially the long story short, Tony, where everything really started and why I recognize that challenge that scares us is the only way we actually are radically changed from within.
1: It's very interesting. And it is radical for our audience. Wiley was, uh, or did some work for the California Angels way back when, and he threw a mean 80 mile an hour fastball back then. <laughs> By the way, I hadn't mentioned this to you, but the, uh, the Angels stadium was in my backyard for a long time. Oh, okay. In other words, I lived across the street from them. They were in my backyard. I wasn't in theirs. Well, I'm from the Anaheim. So that's bad. pretty interesting. In Anaheim. Yeah. yeah. I've, Yeah, I've I've been to that stadium so many times and the fireworks would would explode in our house all the time when they, you know, on the weekends and stuff. But it's so interesting. And you went from this, again, a fastball. You went from baseball into riding bulls. It's like, it's such a, it's like a 180 degree. It's, hey, you know what? It's radical. And then from there, you went into the military. Again, more radical. And what you've learned out of this is extraordinary but i got to ask you the question now after you've been through this little um not not diversions but changes major changes in your life how did that vision evolve where you're now going to do radical performance acceleration Mm -hmm. and help and help people be super successful
0: ah it's great and i just love that you shared first of all if i may you know, being in the backyard of Angel Stadium, I, I grew up, I was born in Anaheim. I grew up around that. I was always, we were season ticket holders. so Like 100% can feel viscerally what you're talking about because it was always great to see the A light up and have the, the fireworks going. But uh, I digress. So I'm going to go to what you just asked where, um, let me circle back to even the beginning. It's like I, I grew up always the black sheep of my family. It was like I possessed something where everyone wanted to bring their stress to me. It was always, Wiley's the place to dump, to erupt, to to provide that chaos. So I was managing even that at a young age and didn't even understand that. So that is part of the fuel that drove me to do what I did through those years of, of my development and growing up into the man that I am now. And Radical Performance Acceleration really came about through the experiences, especially in war, my three tours, understanding the radical nature of humanity is not being challenged enough. There, there's nothing wrong with that term, the nature of what it means, what it stands for. And what really led me into that was the fact that when I got into the into the military and I went to Afghanistan for my second tour and I had to lead in the middle of combat operations, especially in stressful moments, I was starting to recognize, aha, that's what that I have some weird gift or, or capability that I can't really describe yet, but I'm starting to understand this makes sense now. So what do I do with this? I started to utilize that to my benefit as a leader, and it was accelerating our ability to operate so much more efficiently in the middle of war and doing things in a very, I would say, streamlined fashion where I would recognize things in my teammates and say, guys, this is unacceptable for who you are and how we're supposed to perform. And it just snowballed from there. And I got turned on by, knowing those things. So when I got out of the military and I got to a place of balance in my life, I faced and battled my demons because that to me is what's important is slaying demons is, is a wildly misconstrued idea in our world today. We need to face them. So when I did that, I built something around me, not knowing what it was going to be. And I started to work with other combat veterans dealing with PTSD, transitioning back into the civilian world, many of them special operators, Navy SEALs, Force Recon, people that work for JSOC, et cetera. And it was amazing how the ability to get these people to heal and resolve stress and actually start sleeping better in a matter of weeks and getting off their medications, the VA started to take notice of that. And I had contacts there that unofficially said, hey, you're doing some really crazy stuff. People are talking about you. Can we start sending you folks your way unofficially that really don't want to take medications and want to actually experience some real life lifestyle changes. And that's where it kind of just birthed the nature of my radical performance acceleration. And then from that point, Tony, and and I'm sharing this with your audience to hear it where amazing things can happen when you stay focused and not don't care about titles or what it really means, et cetera. And you just care about the mission you're on is the introductions that were birthed from that to high powered executives and doctors and attorneys, et cetera, that eventually became baseball players, celebrities, and so forth. And I just started to cultivate this referral-based relationship-oriented business model where everything revolves around my altruistic approach to the human condition and optimizing human beings' lives and truly facing their demons with them like a soldier battling in the trenches Therefore, radical performance acceleration was actually formed. And now here I am 14 years later in December, kind of still doing it unbelievably well. And I love what I I get to do every day.
1: It's absolutely amazing. And you may have answered this question, but I'm going to ask it in a way that I've probably never asked before. Why are you so interested? What's your purpose? Why are you how do i ask it why do you care and i don't mean it that way but that's the best way to answer why is it important to you that this other person who's starting a company or running a company or trying to take a company up higher, why is that so important to you what's that purpose that that makes you roll up your sleeves and help that person become super successful
0: i love that you even asked that to begin with and it's it's interesting my partner and i talk about this almost every day where This is a part of me that I can't turn off. I I look back and say, I was raised with all of this stress and chaos, yet I came through it with just this unwavering commitment and care to an optimized environment, an optimized life, seeing people live their best. And I recognize the toxicity in our, our society and culture. I see the pain that people are in. That gift that I just talked about a moment ago, I can't turn that on or off. It's just a part of my fabric of being. So I recognize and see where all of the blind spots are occurring in people's lives on a daily basis. So for me to live a great life, it's like there's nothing better than to go after those that have the biggest impact and influence. And then I recognized who I was and all of that work that I'd done having an outside force that forced me to look at my demons, make me battle through my my issues and stresses so I can become Wiley McGraw that I am to do the work that I do, realize that that innate part of me in my heart and who I am, I'm committed to truly slaying these demons no matter what it takes, no matter what, what it looks like, because honestly, nobody else is actually doing that. People are constantly offering surface level solutions to problems that aren't actually the problems that people face. And to me, that's unacceptable. It's not appropriate. It's the reason why we are constantly fractured as a, a, as a species, as a society. So I wake up every day more committed to that beacon that I've put out there to say, Hey, I don't care if I've got to work with one person per year. That's all that matters is I'm doing my work that I was put on this earth to do. And I'm committed to it at the most extreme expense possible, and it's not about my bank accounts, it's not about my bottom line, it's not about my notoriety, I'm here to flip everything on its head to say, look, success is not about building a company. Success is truly about how well do you live your life and the impact that has on those around you. If that is your focus, if you are getting to a place of peace, what you build what you can attract and what you can create will become highly sustainable and exponential in ways our minds can't even imagine. So to me, that drives everything that I do is there's such a huge blind spot, a gap in the personal development space that I recognize through my own journey that I wanted to close. And everything I've done from that point forward has been truly about healing, resolving, battling demons, and getting these people not CEOs, not celebrities, not their titles and their bank accounts, these people to truly feel what success is like with peace and freedom and a state of balance so that everything that they touch only uplifts around them. That's my commitment.
1: I absolutely love it. And I love the part about battling demons. We need to battle more. Yes, we do. (laughs) We need to capture them and curtain them. Okay. Being a little silly. We're talking about radical performance acceleration with Wiley McGraw, and you can find him at WileyMcGraw.com. And I'll spell that W-Y-L-I-E-M-C-G-R-A-W.com, WileyMcGraw.com. Wiley, let's kind of get into your vision path. And I have so many Talking points and questions and things I want to ask. Each one seems more important than the other. So a little bit of a spin of the dial here, in a way. And I, it may not be in full order, but I think everyone's going to want to know about this one. How about let's let's discuss the ugly truths that leaders keep locked up. Mm.
0: Now let's go right back to the demons that they have been unwilling to to look at. And I, I called them that because. That is my purpose. Is brought in, I was brought into this world as a demon slayer. This is essentially what I am. I do it for powerful people. And I recognize life's experiences of traumas, stress, chaos, those never-ending wars that we rage within, that people don't know what to do with, that therapy can't resolve, that coaching itself doesn't know how to touch. Those are the things I call demons. And if you consider highly successful people, that have built their empires, their businesses, their notoriety on the backs of those, those fuel sources that drive them, like being bullied as a kid, being told they weren't good enough, being abused, being around uh, drugs and alcohol, whatever someone's unique experiences were that were detrimental and negative, what we are taught, what we are used to, generation after generation, is the proverbial suck it up. It is get used to it. This is life. And what ends up happening is human beings, they like to believe that they can stuff it down inside and they can build off of that because it is something that drives them to go out into the world and prove to the world why they're not the loser they got bullied, why they're not the person that they were picked on when they were kids, they they were abused, et cetera. That is the ugly truth that I'm talking about. These are people who are afraid to actually face what really ails them but they've also never had a resource that knows how to get into the nuances of their life with them to actually expose those very specific demons for them to look at. So what they do is just deal with them on a daily basis. Some people use drugs and alcohol, sex, some people use entertainment, yoga, meditation, and these are all great or not, not so great tools, but that's all we have at our disposal. So it's all about recognizing that, Who could this leader be, this public figure, celebrity, et cetera, if they actually faced those truths, resolved them, killed that enemy from within, what would they actually create from that space instead of what they've created from this space? Now, Tony, it's amazing. You look at some of these people like Elon Musk, et cetera. They have done unbelievable things from the business aspect of making tons of money, uh, moving policy, changing perception and public opinion, great. But what could people like that be capable of if they in fact had built their empires truly from a place of peace, balance, optimal versions of themselves, where I heard it once from a billionaire I was talking to uh, not too long ago who says, you know what? I focus solely on my money and building my, my, my companies and my empires that I let my relationships go because I thought that's what it t- took to become who I am today. I let my, my partnerships suffer. I let my health suffer. And I thought I could eventually give back to those things. Once I did all of this, that's the attitude that we're, we're told go build something. And then you can have the time and the freedom with your money to then turn around and focus on health relationships, mindset, et cetera. And that is absolutely the reason why people suffer in silence, and why our society is suffering as a whole.
1: Wiley, as you're saying that, I'm taking the point of view of someone in the audience listening, entrepreneur, small business owner, Fortune 500 CEO, and they've had they've all we've all had our failures, we've all had our blocks and so forth, and probably 100% of us don't think we have any demon we don't know mm-hmm. that there's a demon because if we did we probably would find a way to tackle it so when and I, and and I'm going somewhere with this it's like yet there is something stopping us pushing us towards failure mm. and when i mentioned that at the very beginning of my intro i talked about we've all failed and we, we hit the, we hit the block, we hit the brick wall, we fail. And later we go, Oh, that was a blind spot, but there's a demon there and mm-hmm. we don't really even know that. And I think kind of, that's also a blind spot that there's something in ourselves holding us back. Cause otherwise look at it this way, we would be successful. So we have that as a blind spot, I think right away, don't we? We do. And I, I love that you brought that back because I was actually going to go back to what you
0: said in the beginning where you said something about failures that bring about stress. And get and what happens to the typical psyche of a human is we look at the stress of that situation, that failure, and then we let that consume us. We don't have the awareness to recognize the good in that failure, the good in that stress, the good from maybe the negative experiences that might rise up in our lives. So I would share with your audience that's listening right now that might have the quote blind spot, if you will, to even possessing a demon, whatever that might look like, it doesn't matter what it looks like, but I would say to them, it's important to recognize failure is part of a successful life. If you're afraid to fail, you will never be capable of succeeding. Failure is okay. Okay. Failure will bring about stress. I failed quite a bit as a baseball player and as a bull rider. I failed as a leader in the military learning how to lead men in combat. So at the end of the day, it's recognizing that's going to show up and then facing that failure head on and giving yourself permission to look at it and go, what is the gold that's in this chaotic moment that I can use as a power source for my movement to move through the failure? That will change a mindset and a perspective for people to actually embrace whatever might be coming out of that failure. And then I want to add to that is that fear when it p- shows up in your life, when you are doing things that you care about, when you want to build something, when you want to grow, when you want to go challenge yourself, fear is a normal part of the human experience. I've discovered that we, we are taught to try to overcome fear, to conquer fear, to battle fear, to, to do something with it. Nobody's ever talked about learning how to yield to the fear yield to what it represents utilize fear as a placeholder and recognize it's there to tell you, Hey, something's changing. Why don't you embrace this for a moment? Why don't you sit in the discomfort that's coming up within you and utilize that to make a decision, to change your focus, to look at in different perspectives, to produce a different outcome instead of being upset that it's showing up and then trying to escape it, overcome it, push it away, or avoid it. So that is indeed an answer for what you just even brought up around people don't know they have a blind spot. Well, that's the whole point is you don't know you have a blind spot. So what do you need? You need an outside source, an outside force to recognize and poke at it and say, here you go. And But most people, Tony, and your audience to hear this too, is what ends up happening is we tend to use the excuses of, well, my gut's telling me this is wrong or my gut's saying that this is not good for me. A lot of the times our gut is actually incorrect as well when we are possessed with these stresses and with these blind spots or demons. So give yourself the space to stop for a moment and say, let me look at the the scenario in which someone like Wiley or someone like Tony or someone in my life that I brought in to support me is poking at me, challenging me, and it's making me upset. It's it's stimulating something within. it. Instead of reacting and saying, you're bad for me, or this is a bad situation, look at why that's coming up and go, you know what? Wow, maybe my gut's a little off right now, and this is actually happening, and it's rattling something from within me that I need to look at that I'm unaware of that even exists. And until I'm willing to do that, w- why would I even think that I would become successful in the way in which I want to? Because... That is all about understanding your capacity to perform and recognizing stretching your capacity is just like opening up a a container that's been pressurized. Stuff's going to come out of that. And when you open that up, like your capacity inside you, the things you have not dealt with, they're going to come rattling from within. And what most people do, Tony, is like they take their hands. Oh, no, no, no. Shove it back down and, and try to overlook that or override that. And I'm saying don't do that because that, if you want to be a successful entrepreneur or business owner or leader, et cetera, you've got to be willing to embrace the suck that comes from these things that are going to erupt from within you and actually be willing to bring in someone that's going to hold you accountable in those most uncomfortable of challenges, like my pro rodeo mentors did when I was a bull rider, like Jim Abbott did from the California Angels when he taught me how to throw a curveball. All of those elements are having the right containment around you that will not let you squirm out of facing the most arduous things that you possess that are in fact limiting your performance, hindering your focus, and actually overall affecting your ability to succeed the way you want to.
1: Great answer. You know, it's it's no secret at all that the the very successful have a mentor, a coach, a consultant, someone helping them do a search, you'll find five, 500,000 people in, in a second that just swear by a mentor. But until, until you have a mentor or someone or a mastermind helping you, you don't necessarily know. And as you say, uh, uh, the person that fails a lot, they'll suck it up and they'll just hit, hit their head against that wall, harder and harder trying to crash through. Why? Well, they want to be successful at their business. They've failed a lot. So kind of let's set aside the, the demon and set aside yeah. the blind spot just a little bit. Let's talk about, we want to accelerate our performance. And I get, and we get that we need someone, we need someone to talk to. We need, we need that. We need that mentor. But still, what else can we do right now today to help our life, to help our business really take off?
0: Well, let's start. Great question, Tony. Let's start with understanding that the business people build is actually a reflection Of the person building it contrary to popular belief in our business culture uh, it's unfortunate that this happens but we are highly compartmentalized when it comes to business versus personal you hear it all the time leave your personal life at the door when you come to the corporate office and i've worked with hedge funds i've worked with fortune 500 companies and their their executive teams and i've had to break them out of the habit in the intense environments that i put them in to make them recognize you're not an island You cannot shut off what's going on in your personal life and think it does not have an effect on your professional life, no matter how much you try, no matter how much drinks, no matter how many drinks, excuse me, you have at the end of the day to numb up that idea. The truth comes down to this you are you no matter what environment you you are in. So your business is a reflection of you. It has everything to do with what you put into it, how you build it, your focus and commitment to it, et cetera. So when we get people listening to understand that going back, even though we set it aside, those haunting elements I just talked about need to be addressed. You need a resource, doesn't matter who it is. Now I'm built for the high powered person. That's just my purpose. That's my capacity, what I'm doing. But find someone, I don't care if it's David Goggins or Jocko Willing or all these people out there, go into the environments as a business owner, willing to do the hard, challenging work on yourself that will then naturally allow you to efforts effortlessly put in more energy and focus into that business you're building because that is what's going to create that alignment for the proper clients to show up the money to grow in your bank account etc those are all byproducts of who you are so i'd say that to get your business to grow and accelerate really comes back down truly to you And how you show up on a daily basis, it doesn't mean you're going to go right out and find the best, the most challenging coach and suddenly your life's going to be erupted and changed in 24 hours, but do not shy away from something that scares you or rattles you from within. If you find yourself hiring a coach that doesn't really challenge you in a way that actually creates some very uneasiness inside you mentally and emotionally, question that for a moment turn around and go, maybe this isn't the right thing. Maybe I'm a little too comfortable with this coach. Let me find another resource who will give me the right containment who might actually tell me, no, go do that thing that you say you don't want to do because that's probably the very thing that's going to break you free from $100,000 a year to $250,000 a year. Maybe you need to go have a conversation with XYZ and say it in a certain way that stimulates a whole new way in which you sell your business, your service, your product, et cetera. But until we're willing to actually have the resources that rattle us and at least can see what's really going on with who we are, our businesses might have some movement when we go to a seminar or a program, but they're always going to leave us feeling like something's missing. Where else could I improve? What else should I go do? So to close that answer, I would say, Tony, to your audience as well is pay attention truly to the type of resources coaches mentors that you bring into your life and are they in fact compressing you appropriately based on who you are in your capacity and do they actually create some uneasiness within you that challenges you to be more than you already are and if you can't answer that objectively it's time to find yourself a different resource to do that very same thing
1: you know, while you're saying this, I'm thinking about the person who's thinking, what else can I do? They want to bring they want to take your business up. They want to take their startup up. They want to excel. What else can I do? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? What else am I doing? And if they don't have a coach or, or a mentor or a consultant, the one thing that can happen and no one's ever connected the dots, but it's kind of obvious to me is they start getting a little bit into burnout because they need that outlet. They need somebody to talk to. Yep. So um, aside from, you know, and I'm really not trying to sell anybody's coaching or mentorship or mastermind or anything. It's just so obvious that it is the difference between highly successful and regular successful within key. I mean, you could, you know, <laughs> you could be the son of a billionaire. That's a different story, but you're going to run into burnout. So what yep. can we do? What can we do? And what are some tips on how to help prevent that? That would be, that's a great uh, segue. I, I love you said
0: that. You're right. Because what ends up happening is when people feel that they're not actually getting anywhere with what they are building, focusing on, they they do tend to burn out. And then they, it's almost like they consistently try to fight the burnout and they burn out more, and then they don't know what to do with that. And then they crash and everything falls apart. And then you have the stories that you probably hear where I, you know, I lost everything and then I had to restart. Um, you know, I, I'm a big I, I practice kung fu. One of the things that I do, you know, for my life is a, a secret form of of, of ancient uh, tai chi and kung fu. And the philosophies philosophies behind that, even Bruce Lee talks about, is learning how to be like water, learning how to empty your cup, devoid of all, so that you can be filled. It's a it's a seemingly simple concept that's very hard to practice because human nature is inquisitive, ex- exploratory. We want to know more. We want to do more. We want to figure out more, but the one thing, and I'm going to go right to what you just said is we don't know how to be more. We have a hard time learning how to become more. It's this incessant drive to do how much more can I do and get accomplished. That is the definition of achievement. That is not the definition of performance. That is not a definition of true success, doing things, completing tasks, accomplish, accomplishing goals is great, but it's only one factor of the human experience. Who are you? How well are you you living your life? Do you have balance in your life? Are your relationships optimal? Is your health thriving? Do you feel like you wake up on a daily basis, focused, driven, and knowing where you're going to go and what you're going to, to create? So with people feeling burnout, what I would say, it's a moment for you in reflection to take a step back and go, do I have any type of, healthy outlets in my life that I give my time to like I give time to my business. It's the same thing with my work. And you know this as well as an entrepreneur and this many entrepreneurs listening probably are in this place where we have the luxury truly of making our own schedules, even though we like to, you know, we end up working 80 to hundred hours a week sometimes because we're building something that we're passionate about, but we realize that I can get up in the morning, I can do some things and I can go take my dog for a walk. I can spend 15 minutes out in nature before I get back into this conversation or another meeting or I have to do a podcast episode, et cetera. I think we get stuck in the hustle and grind culture thinking that that's what it takes to be successful. And that is where people burn out. And if we don't stop and recognize that and and realize, man, I am putting too much and it's becoming this asymmetrical approach to success that this is suffering over here, then I'm going to consistently experience more of the same that I don't want And then my mind is going to lose control and I'm going to break myself. And then I'm going to be angry at life outside of me, thinking it did something to me instead of the fact that I created my experience of burnout and failure. And then I have to figure out how do I go back to where I was? So everybody listening in the audience can recognize if I'm feeling overwhelmed and burnout, take a step back in the military. We talk about slow is smooth. Smooth is fast. If you're starting to feel burned out, you're moving way too fast. And you might be moving in the wrong direction. And if you take a step back, slow down your practice and your efforts, you'll find that you'll execute much more smoothly. And then the smoother you become, this is what I like to add, the more lethal you are. And lethal means successful. You hit your target more frequently. You become a more successful entrepreneur business owner leader etc you become an, an elite version of yourself these simple principles are the reason why the united states military is so efficient and one of the biggest most successful militaries in the world is because we abide by these principles of proper containment we are in environments that challenge us mentally emotionally and physically every day and we live breathe sleep and operate slow is smooth smooth is fast and then we become successful and elite and efficient because of that philosophy. Take that with you. And I promise the burnout will start to dissipate, but you got to be willing to give yourself permission to work an hour and a half, two hours, get up and go outside. Take your wife, your partner, your dog, whatever, for a walk. Go outside by yourself and be willing to be instead of just doing all the time.
1: I love that. That's very good. And I'm thinking with that, and I'm thinking mm-hmm. if we're just going to, if we go into that, zone and we're, and we really move forward. Is that, is that what it takes to like really help us? I talked about, uh, opening or activating our superpower at the, at the beginning of the show in my introduction, we want to, we want to know, do we have a superpower? What power do we have? How do we activate it? How do we make ourselves Mm. better? How do we optimize? What can you say to that? Acknowledging that first and foremost, it's
0: time to stop comparing yourself to other people who have different unique sets of skills, superpowers, gifts, et cetera. That's a big, big component. I'm sure you recognize in your career, being around the people you know, is we have a tendency to compare ourselves to others. We have a tendency to follow rote systems and steps that the, the, whole, the billionaire or the successful entrepreneur over here did to get there thinking that if I just do what they did, I can have that too. Now, there's some truth to that, but we are all at different levels in our lives. We all have different capacities to perform. The entrepreneur out there running a small business, selling a specific product, maybe that person's not actually meant to have a $100 million empire. That's okay. Maybe they want one, but if you can give yourself permission to recognize that where I am is special, it is important, it has value. If I can learn to provide myself appreciation for where I am in this growth process as a a business owner, et cetera, doing what I love to do. Maybe that's where I can find the actual answers to stretch my capacity so that I can make more moves, make more money. So it goes really deep into the idea that we have to truly, truly, and I mean this stop trying to be like those successful people you emulate or you respect. There's nothing wrong with respecting it. Recognize, where am I meant to go and build from the appreciation that you are in fact doing some great things in your container. And when you can do that, you can find yourself going, you know what? I experienced more of me and my self-worth can come out and it can improve. And then I can start asking for more hourly rates, more opportunity, et cetera. And that is that slow is smooth, smooth is fast approach where I'm taking a step back and I'm acknowledging what am I built to do in the world? What am I meant to provide to humanity? Am I meant to be a mentor for CEOs? Great. I have the skills. I have the smarts. I've done all this work, but I don't feel like I'm where I want to be with it. So what do I need to do? Well, maybe I need to just acknowledge I'm okay where I'm at. I'm good with where I'm at. And let me go after where I'm at, doing what I do, making what I make. And let me just get to the place where I'm stretched. And then I get confidently push in a direction where I can then command more. And then next thing you know, you're actually sitting with fortune 500 fortune, 100 CEOs as their, their private coach, et cetera, doing cool things. But it's this idea that I want to be there. So I'm going to do all of this systematic approach to try to get there. And I'm going to overlook all the other areas of my own life and who I am. And I'm not going to recognize or acknowledge that maybe I'm not actually meant to be where that person is. I am meant to be over here where I'm supposed to go. That's key.
1: Wiley, one more question. Okay. <laughs> I talked about failure. I yes. talked about it. I introduced it. We talked about it. So here comes the drum roll. What was your biggest failure in life, in business, and what did you learn from it? Mm.
0: Biggest failure in life and business or, is life or. Life or land life. And it doesn't matter. I mean, I think it all goes hand to hand because my business is truly built around me. My gift. It's not a, it was never built to be a thing of notoriety. It was really just, Hey, here's what I've got to offer the world. I'm building the infrastructure around it just to share with people. But at the end of the day, it's truly me and who I am and how I show up in life. I want people to see what it's like to live an unbelievable life where I don't actually have to vacation from retire from, et cetera. But at the same time it is so unique and challenging that I love it. But my biggest, I would say failure. Let me add this. I think you'll like this. I think your audience will like this. Think about the acronym fail. I know people love acronyms. We do in the military. We have an acronym for acronyms. It's unbelievable, but (laughs) fail is, you know, F A I L finding answers in life. And when you consider fail, failure, failing is part of discovery as you take, unknown steps into the wild new ventures that you're all committed to, you're going to recognize that those stresses that come with those failures are part of the lessons that you need, the information you're looking for, the golden nuggets that can make you successful, et cetera. And taking those with you is huge for your growth. So for me, when I experienced my biggest failure, I would say it was not recognizing my own gift sooner than I did. It was not giving credence to it when it was shown to me in my, you know, twenties getting out of the military. um, If I would have allowed myself to accept that no matter where I go or what I do, people are going to erupt around me. That is my, 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 my gift. It's what I was born with. It's okay. It's going to happen that I'm constantly going to be dealing with battling people through their life's issues and stresses. If I would have allowed myself to just accept that many years earlier there could have been, I, I would say there would have been more people that I could have helped back then, inclusive of family member, members, et cetera. So for me, I wouldn't even call that like a serious failure. I would just say it was a moment of clarity that I was un, unready to recognize and accept. That's how I look at that failure. Um, but I will add one more thing: is I <laughs> I went to my very first business conference when i first really got into this into the work that i started doing with some really high profile people and i left all of my suits and clothes and everything back home in my my place 8 hours away from where i was and all i had with me were jeans chuck taylors and a shirt that said i can't adult today and i <laughs> just decided you know what instead of taking that failure in that moment, like why am I not prepared with my clothing as something to take me down and not go into this event? I uh, embraced it. I allowed my personality to come out and I just walked in with that confidence and it, it was endearing to these people. And I actually gained unbelievable business contacts and new clients from that experience because I embraced that quote seeming failure that could have taken me down as an opportunity to stand out and just be myself. And I recognized it wasn't the clothes that made the man. It was me, the personality that made the man. And that just ignited an understanding that, wow, it's all about how you show up. How are people feeling you, connecting to you? The clothing is just part of that dynamic. And I was like, this is going to be huge for me moving forward. And that is, I I would say, another one of my biggest failures that I embraced.
1: Wiley, I think you uh, slayed your demon at that time and faced your fear. Just like yeah. when we jump off that cliff going parasailing or whatever, it's the scariest thing in the world. You Yet you know you're safe, but you know you're safe like a one or two minutes later when you're floating with a parachute. But at first, it's like, ah, you know, just a big rebel yell. So I get that. But you faced your fear and you turned it around. You... you What's that phrase go? You talk you talk to talk, you walk to walk, and you actually did what you say you do. So that's very, very Every cool. single day. I mean, I
0: still jump out of airplanes as a hobby now. I love skydiving. I think it's important to consistently embrace the unknowns. And that's one of the biggest things I think holds entrepreneurs. I want your audience to really hear this, is the unknowns are scary, but that is the only place that actually real power, real, you know, potential real success exists is we're willing to embrace the fear of the unknown and step into it jump and trust that your wings will grow, that your parachute will open. You'll fly in ways that you never thought were possible, but you've got to be willing to jump. That's the biggest thing. You've got to be willing to embrace those unknowns because if we fear the, you know, this is, I'm, I'm going to butcher this. uh, I think this quote that I recall, I'm trying to remember who it was. uh, McGill, I think is his name David H. McGill says, if we fear the unknown, then surely we fear ourselves that's one of the biggest things that I learned in all those experiences is not recognizing when I got in the military, the gift I had and what's power that it was possessed and what I should have done and known in that young age because I wasn't prepared for it. To me, that wasn't necessarily a failure. The failure was embracing those unknowns, stepping into them. And it wasn't until I had the right resources in my life that pushed me and kept me accountable in those spaces that I actually unleashed slayed my demons and became the optimized powerful version of Wiley that I now provide leaders because everything that I do is all about them experiencing it as well. And I want people to recognize that if you cannot live the life that you want, then take a step back because what are we going to do for others in our own limitations? If we are not optimized.
1: And I think that's how we activate our superpower and become more than we are and realize that there's more in us that we probably never thought possible. Absolutely. We've heard it as facing our fear, but I like the way you brought that up. Lovely. Beautiful. Brilliant. Once again, we talked about radical performance acceleration with Wiley McGraw, and you can find him again at WileyMcGraw.com. Wiley, great, great interview. Thank you so much for sharing all these gems and wisdoms with us in the audience today. Really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Tony, it's been a pleasure, brother. Thank you for having me again. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me while I featured an elite entrepreneur who took his vision to reality. We discussed radical performance acceleration with Wiley McGraw. We talked about a lot of stuff. I really love this. We talked about, well, the ugly truths that leaders keep locked up. We talked about your blind spots, how to expose them, how to remove them. We talked about how to accelerate your performance in your business and we talked about burnout how to get rid of that stress how to activate your superpower how to be all that you can be and he told us about his biggest failure we talked about a number of points what did we discuss that resonated with you tell us about it and please remember supporting this show with a nice review on apple podcasts you can access apple podcasts from any web or mobile device Please try and leave a kind review. And most important of all, please share this with a few friends to help them too. They're going to appreciate that you shared this interview with them. All right, let's use this and let's help you move on your journey to success. Thanks and remember, just take action. Success awaits those who persevere and remain steadfast despite the odds. Sow good seeds, do good deeds, and join me on the next episode of The Tony DiRso Show.